Hey sister, welcome back to the Your Sorority Journey podcast. With graduation season well underway and surely continuing for the next month or so for our quarter schools, I'm sure the thought of what's next or am I ready for what's next after college has crossed your mind. Even if you aren't the one accepting your diploma this year, maybe you have another academic year or two ahead of you until that's your time, seeing your friends go through that can surely make you start to think about will you have the clarity and the preparation to take that step out of college and into the real world. I'm so excited that the topic of our episode today is on adulting. I don't know what comes to mind for you when you hear that word. If it's a positive sense of taking ownership of the things that you're responsible for, or if it's fear, not knowing what to do with yourself now that all of these vague concepts or responsibilities are on your shoulders. If it's buying a car or buying a house or fixing your credit or getting a job, interview skills, whatever those things are that you categorize as adulting, I am excited that you're here today to walk through how to adult, how to take ownership of that next season of your life while you're still in college to face a little less of a harsh reality when graduation comes. We have invited a sister friend of mine, Jasmine Johnson, host of the Adult Algorithm, the How to Adult podcast, on to talk about specifically skills that she sees underutilized in college, things that would really help us as we transition into the real world, and how sorority can serve as a safe space to learn those skills. While we're talking about thinking about what's next, I want to pop in your brain an opportunity Her Sorority Journey has for you to grow in your professional development and explore your career path with us this summer. Her Sorority Journey is hosting a three-month summer internship to provide you opportunities to contribute your sorority expertise to Her Sorority Journey programming, receive personalized and private professional development coaching, and connect with other sorority women across the country to head back to your chapter, prepare to facilitate workshops and make a difference in your chapter and community on your campus. Head to the link in the show notes to learn more about this internship opportunity. And of course, email us with any questions. Here is my conversation with Jasmine. Hey sister, Cassie Little here to welcome you to your sorority journey a podcast for sisters to find guidance and confidence in any season of their membership. Our rock star guests and I have intentional conversations, discuss unpopular topics, and provide relevant encouragement to be an extension of your sisterhood. So thanks for inviting us on your journey. Are you ready to dive in? Welcome to the Your Sorority Journey podcast. I am so excited to turn the tables and now have you be a guest on my podcast after I had so much fun being on your podcast just a few weeks ago. Yes, I had fun having you on. Hi, Cassie. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. Um, So how are you? Where are you at with finals? Where are you at with your junior year? How are you feeling? I'm feeling great waiting for my grades to come back just finished finals so that's amazing but that means that I'm kind of in summer mode even though I'm taking summer classes so gotta get back into that mode soon gotta get back only have a couple weeks (laughs) well you gotta soak it up then it sounds like yes 
Yep. It's going to be great though. I'm Anything excited. on the docket for like rest and reset before you head into summer classes? Girl, like just focusing on my podcast is like my rest. Is that weird? <laughs> I think it's what's funny about that, you know, is because my podcast is like my work, like yeah. as a student, you're like school classes and homework like that's your work I get that like there's other things I need to do that provide me rest that like still keep my brain going so for me that's not the podcast in some ways that's the podcast but at the end of the day this is an extension of my job for you this is like the extra like your extra yeah it's like your release your like passion project you know yes oh I'm literally I love that yes exactly that's exactly what it is and that's why it's like to me like I took a couple weeks off. I took like three weeks off, which is like not like me, but I had to do it for finals because that's where my head is at. And so now I'm back in the game. I'm back in it. I just interviewed an author yesterday. Oh, fun. Wrote a book about adulting. So, so excited. And it's just like talking to people is my release, I guess. (laughs) Mm, You know, what's so funny now that we're talking about this, I feel the same way about my podcast with all of the internally focused work that I do, right? Like the curriculum, the social media, the keynote preparation, like all of those, like even client relationships that I build are so like internally focused. And I feel like the Your Sorority Journey podcast is a way for me to include more women in the mission and purpose of my company and sharing their stories to better inform my audience of what it means to be a sorority woman, where you can go, where the sorority experience can take you. And so I get that in some ways it is so refreshing and I appreciate that perspective. I think we should just like jump right in and you should tell us what your podcast is all about. Okay, deal. Um, So my podcast is the Adult Algorithm Podcast, the How to Adult Podcast with your host, Jasmine Johnson. Um, And love it. Yes little cute tagline there. Um, I started it in September, um, the day after my birthday. So that was fun. And I've just had guests on to talk about, you know, how to adult all different types of topics. You know, it's not just about career development. It's not not just about money. It's about relationships. It's about Mm. health, self-care. It's all of the above. And it's all about the things that we didn't learn in school that we should have. Um, And, you know, there's so many things, you know, we are not using the Pythagorean theorem in our everyday life. We are using, you know, mental health. We are looking at things like even buying a car. Why did I not learn that in school? Did, I don't know if you learned that in school, but I mean, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. But I actually my- did that in September, probably around the time that you started your podcast. And mm-hmm. I could have used an episode on what to know when you go into a used car lot, (laughs) right? Like, absolutely. And that's exactly what it's all about. I have all different types of guests, all ages, all experiences. And this month, which I have not announced my topic yet, I'm going to announce it on the Instagram. Um, It is our no sugar coating month, which is one of our slogans, but I'm having an author on, I'm having a couple friends on talk about some of their work that, you know, is totally around stigma and I mm. first episode of the entire year was the stigma around Greek life. Mm. That is something that never gets talked about. And I had two former presidents on talk about their experiences, their ma- amazing experiences, you know, with 
not just our sorority, but with Greek life and Pan Helen. It was awesome. I had an, I had a great time. And yeah, it's it's all of the above, really. All adulting, all of the above is what the podcast is about. Mm, so good. Okay, first of all, before we dive into your sorority journey, yeah. because I know that this overlaps, how do you define adulting? Ooh, just you know, adulting is, you know, once you hit 18, right? There's no, there's no definition. Unfortunately, I wish there was, I wish there was, well, this woman did make a book about it, but I wish there was a manual that you got the moment you turned 18, but there isn't. Everyone's journeys are different. And it's like, basically everyone experiences different things. You might live in cities next to each other and your adulting experiences are going to be completely different. So it's just finding your own way in the world, finding out what you like, what you don't like, making those boundaries for yourself and your relationships, making sure that you have a plan for your future. That way you don't get caught up in life and in the negatives of adulting in general. So it's just making sure that you have yourself ready to be successful. You're manifesting your success. And yeah, I, I wish I had a definition for adulting. It's just, you know, the moment you turn 18, you should know what you want to, you know, not be doing for the rest of your life, but you should know how you want to live your life. Do you want to live Mm. it to the fullest? How are you going to get there? And you got to start making that plan. I love that. So good. And I mean, so much wisdom, right? This is all coming from someone who is going into their senior year of college. Like you started this as a junior. There's clearly a need for this. Talk to us about your sorority journey. Um, What like motivated you to join DeFi-E, right? Yes. Yeah. What what motivated you to to join DeFi-E and any overlap that you found or things you noticed about your sorority experience that made you really passionate about taking on this platform and serving in an educational role to help women in your season of life learn how to adult? Yes, this is my favorite question. My journey started in spring of 2019. Um, I graduated in 2018 from high school and I came into college. I did the talent development program at URI. So I started college a little bit early. And when I got Ooh. into, yes, when I got in the fall, um, I had, you know, a couple credits, I was ready, but still college kind of hits you in the face, right? Just like adulting, just like adulting. So it kind of took me a little bit to get my own. And once the spring semester hit, um, I was like, all right, I'm ready to kind of expand myself, expand my networking. And I wanted to try something new. I was already involved in a couple organizations, but I was ready to try other things new. So you know, I looked into Greek life. I was a non-joiner from, you know, high school. I was like, I'm not joining Greek life. That's not going to be a thing. I have other things that I want to do. But one of my former friends, she, you know, was above, um, a, actually she was a floor below me in my freshman dorms and she had done fall recruitment. And she was like talking about how tough it was, like the reality of recruitment, how, you know, your feet hurt after every day. Right. And yeah. is killing you because you're talking to everyone all day. And in some the of reality, them are like logistical things. Yeah. And, you know, even though it's worth it at the end, that still scared me. I was like, what? That's crazy. Like, I can't believe you went through that. Um, and obviously looking at back at it now, I'm like, it's worth it. Like everyone goes through it and it's worth it. But yeah, I joined for spring recruitment. It's our spring recruitment at URI is informal. Our formal is during the fall. 
So I was like, it's perfect because it's not the same, you know, pressure in my opinion. And so I was like, all right, so I'll go to a couple open houses maybe. So the first open house I wanted to go to, I had this gut feeling of looking at their Instagram before going into their house for some reason. And I saw no diversity. So I literally chickened out and I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Like, I have to get back into it. So my friend invited me to this Valentine's Day recruitment event that they were having at at DeFi. And I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll go. Why not? I'm, you know, I want to redeem myself because I chickened out the first time at the first house. So I went and I walked in the door and there was every type of person, every type of personality, um, so much diversity in there. And you could tell that so welcoming, so welcoming, so nice. And it's not that, you know, just fake nice that sometimes you meet with just college in general along the way not at all it was so genuine and the girls I met that day I'll I'll never forget like I talk to them about it all the time like and even people that were in my class like I met them that day in my um like recruitment class and I just remember that day like it was yesterday and I walked out of the house and I was like how could I say no to that how can I know to something that I've been craving? I've been craving that sisterhood this whole time. That's what I've been missing. And so from that moment on, I joined DeFi and has it been a journey? Yes. Oh my a gosh. Really, a really good journey. Like it has been such a good time. I'm so sad. I have to go on active next semester because I'm studying abroad. Um, And then I go early alum and it's crazy to think how fast it went by. Seriously. Where are you studying abroad? And in Paris, France. Oh my gosh! In, in the fall, take yes. me with you. Oh please. my gosh, that is sounds so fun. Yes, please come with me. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Well, what I love about that, and what I love about this podcast, is I really believe that we are we have the opportunity to showcase a lot of different experiences. Right, women who grew up with moms or aunts telling them what an incredible experience it was, to women who grew up positive that they would never join that everything that they knew about fraternity and story life didn't align with who they wanted to be where they wanted to go and I think it's so cool to hear not only have you really made this experience your own really gotten out of it what you needed from it found a group that reflected what you value and who you are as a person And I want to talk about really transitioning. I know that you held a leadership position last year. Like, what do you think the most transferable skills are for whatever's next? If that's relationships, career, like what are the most transferable skills you feel like you have gained from your membership in DeFi? Oh my gosh, there are so many, but you know, I was originally risk. I applied to be risk the semester that I joined. I... I'm someone that I'm waiting till I turn 21 till I to drink. And for me, that's always been my position. I've always been that mom friend, right? You always have that mom friend in, in college. And I was perfect for that. And my sorority is not a sorority that is very party oriented. We are very school leadership and, you know, it's very different. And that's just the reality of different sororities. And so becoming risk was, it was more than that. It was fun. It was making sure that I was doing like a presentation on professionalism or doing other types of like presentations and just making sure that everyone is, you know, there mentally. Um, And I had so much fun doing risk and that was under the vice president of operations, um, like 
LT, which is the leadership team that was like under that position. So in that fall, I applied to be in fall of 2019, I applied to be the vice president of operations and I got it. It was absolutely crazy because that was also the 2020 year. And so we'll get in, into that probably later, but 2020, I was the vice president of operations, which deals with the money, which deals with talking to headquarters um, and just the whole operations being the second hand man to the president. And I absolutely loved it. There were so many skills that I learned that I had no idea that I would learn, but probably the most transferable ones from being vice president is just being able to delegate tasks, the people that were under me, all, all my sisters that were under me were so independent and so trustworthy that it wasn't, it wasn't hard to delegate the task. They knew what yeah. they had to do and they did their job right. For me, it was so easy and having a team, having them as a team was absolutely amazing. And my um, DOF, the director of finance turned, she was nominated as the VPO the next year and wow. she got so she's the VPO right now. And it's really cool being able to say that I helped her experience through that and have her take over my position. So that was like really cool. So delegating tasks, being quick on your feet is huge. You know, one second, something might be happening and the next you have to help someone with something else. Being totally. able to think so fast on your feet. That is, that's probably the biggest one for me, I think. And just being able to deal with different personalities too. Absolutely everyone's so different and unique and being able to help everyone in, in a different way, you learn really fast. And that is definitely going to help you in the future. Totally. That is so good. I think we talk so often, especially on this podcast and in her sorority journey about the transferable skills of sorority membership. I say so often that fraternities and sororities were not built to be social organizations in the sense of like equipping you to party, but really equipping you for society, equipping you to like really leave the collegiate experience better equipped for whatever life looks like for you after graduation day. And we totally miss that in translation, right? We get so caught up in the stereotypes and the party culture and even like the status and hierarchy that we perceive from the outside of like really wanting to like be good enough or receive attention in a certain way that we miss out on the incredible value that can come from really leaning into the opportunities that our organizations provide to better prepare us for soup being a supervisor and how yep. to trust and empower your employees to take on their responsibility or deal with different types of people. If they are people you work with, clients, family Mm -hmm. members, in-laws, right? Like think about all the people in your life who might be difficult to navigate. Somehow sorority really provides us an opportunity to do that calm, collected with strength and discernment. And we totally miss out on that if we're so focused on what sorority is like made out to be. And you and I talked about this a little bit, maybe more on like the entrepreneurship side of like all the skills that I feel like I gained to start my own business with confidence Mm -hmm. and enthusiasm and passion. All that was cultivated in sorority somewhat without me even paying attention. So I'm curious to hear from you, like from the women that you like experience life with in your organization and just like students in general on campus, mm-hmm. what do you think are the like adulting skills that we are in most need of f- 
focusing on and honing in on while in college that we're just kind of missing the mark on right now? Um, I think, first of all, I love that question. I think the answer to that is just empathy. I think a lot of people are having a hard time, um, especially during this time, but in college in general, I feel like a lot of people learn themselves and learn the real people around them. You know, you are who you surround yourself with. And I feel like you lose some empathy when you get hurt often. And I feel like you experience that through college, not, not so much like sorority life. It could happen, but through college, I feel like you really learn who's going to be there for you after college. And especially in family as well, you have to, and you lose empathy because you feel like that nobody else is giving you empathy. So I feel like empathy is a big one. I think you're right. I think empathy is such a underutilized skill or especially in college, we just feel like we need to be super like self-sufficient and somewhat like selfish. And I think it people find themselves in like either camp. Like some people are like, so like such givers, like care so little about themselves that like we need to remind them to like be selfish sometimes but Mm -hmm. there's other people who like have no regard in the world for like how their actions might impact another sister or someone that they're dating or a classmate or a professor right and so I think that what you're saying of learning how to like love people well and like feel people's pain and empathize with them is going to be something that they don't only need and college, right? Like that's a life skill that you need for relationships of all kinds afterwards. And so I'm really glad you highlighted that. Yes, exactly. It's, it's sad because you learn it so late. Like, I feel like you learn it too late sometimes. Yeah. But I I agree. Totally. Was there another skill that you wanted to like talk about that you feel like is underutilized or underdeveloped in college? Just like career development skills, I feel like you learn it maybe twice in a class. Um, I know for URI, you take URI 101 when you come in as a freshman and you take one more class as a junior and that's about it. You learn like resume building and things like that, but to kind of make it your own and make sure that college students are going out of their way to go to maybe the career development office and get some help and help them make it for their like own job and own future goals you know like those just those career development even like interviewing mock interviewing a lot of people don't like mock interviewing do it that way when you get a real interview with a real job you're going to feel so comfortable some people don't even know that they have to send a follow-up email after the interview that's something you should be learning in your first year That way you can be looking for internships literally in your sophomore year. Oof. So good. So from a sorority lens, like specifically around like empathy and career development, where do Mm -hmm. you see our organizations, yours and others on your campus, equipping women well for, to be empathetic, to be focused on their career and having like really great professional development skills and what areas do you think we could grow? Like how could yeah. we be better in equipping our women for those really critical skills for life after college? Yeah. First, starting with empathy, sisterhood is all about empathy, right? You come home one day in the sorority house and a girl is, you know, looking stressed or even another girl like crying on the couch. 
you know, just going up to them and, you know, having them vent to you or even going up to your room, grabbing a chocolate bar and bringing it back down for them saying, I hope you feel better. Like just those little things is going to help so much because it trains your brain to make sure that you are going up to that person, that you are making sure that people are okay. That way, when it happens to you, the same is going to be reciprocated. That's what sisterhood is all about, right? Mm. And it's it's so important. And that's what people join sororities for is the sisterhood, is for that empathy. If you're having a hard time and, you know, you can't pay your dues that month. If, you, if someone emailed me and said, you know, I'm having, my family's having a really rough time. That's when the empathy sets in, especially as a leader, you need empathy. And I think I, to be honest, I think this, you know, this year, it was the toughest through 2020 through 2021. And these last two LTs, I, I know the one I was on, we had to learn a lot of empathy very quick because of COVID and you know, you can't lose that just because we're back in school or you can't lose that just because you're back in the house. You have to keep making that a goal for your LT is to have empathy for your sisters, especially the ones struggling because they might not show it on the outside, but that email comes through and things are happening behind the scenes that you had no idea and you would have wished that you would have given empathy to that person before. So that's, that's really huge for empathy. And I think just for, just in general, I think helping us learn empathy better. I think within sororities, it's very easy to learn empathy because of sisterhood, but I think for the Panhellenic community, it needs to, it needs to be more. So in, within each sorority, I think it's very good, but within the Panhellenic community, it needs to step up its game because it, it, I know during recruitment, it's not, a, we're very all, we're all very competitive. However, yeah. you still need that, you know, go, if, if you see somebody that's from another sorority at, I don't know, like Subway, go right up to them and be like, Hey, like, how are you? I'm in Delta Phi Epsilon. I see you're in I don't know, AZD. And I just wanted to say like, you got your recruitment outfits were so gorgeous. Um, you guys are so fashionable. That's how you make connections. You just go, totally. like, it's hard to go up to people, but even follow, giving them a follow on Instagram, commenting on their, on their Instagram pictures, it starts with the little things. And once that stuff starts to happen and everyone's comfortable doing it, that is when you build a really strong panelitic community and it'll start to show. If you don't, it shows as well. You know what I mean? Well, I think the really cool thing about adulting is it's, doesn't go without a benefit while you're in college. It's not like you're like preparing for some like hypothetical situation in the future. It's like, no, this is having a direct impact on you right now. When you're learning how to exercise empathy in college, it's not just for like a future hypothetical family dynamic or Mm -hmm. employment situation, right? It's like changing people's lives and the way they feel like loved, seen, or like the way a panhellenic community is viewed to an outsider, like you, a non-joiner yep. who sees the empathy being shared or like mm-hmm. the intentionality in those relationships and is like, oh, wait, that's not what I thought it was. But if that's what it is, then I could see myself being a part of something like that. And you haven't touched on it yet, but I'm sure career development, you would say the same thing, right? Like the skills you're developing are going to impact your chapter. If you're like exactly. taking accountability, if you are 
being professional and the way that you handle tough matters in your sorority, women are going to respond well to that. Not just in the future, not just Mm -hmm. in some hypothetical situation three years from now, but literally tomorrow, women will feel differently about being a member of your chapter because of the professionalism you took and other people around you will take notice and start to follow your lead. I think so often we are afraid to like take stands Mm -hmm. or like grow up faster than we have to, because we want to like embrace the like freedom of responsibility and like convenience that comes with college. But it's like, what if we just didn't fall into that, but Mm -hmm. instead chose to press into the opportunity to grow in an environment that doesn't always require us to, so that when we graduate, it's not such a harsh reality to transition to. Yes. Oh my gosh. You took the words right out of my mouth. So wise. (laughs) (laughs) We're just very aligned. I think on the way we view these things. I agree. I agree. And like, if you're getting, I completely agree for career development, exactly what you said. I think even getting like more detail, like technical with it is the physical, like skill of applying to be one of your leadership, to be in a leadership. If you get nominated, you have to, you know, plead your case on why you should have that leadership spot. Um, I think that's important because you have to do that in a job when you are offered, maybe it's between you and somebody else for a senior manager position. That's exactly what you have to do when you have to, you know, go into an interview and you have to talk about your skills, exactly what you do in nominations for leadership positions. Same with, you know, I, I'm an accounting major, so I look at things in sort of a firm type of way, because I'll probably be working for a firm in a couple of years, right? And it goes like CEO, which would be like the president partners, which would be your leadership team and their teams under you is like the same kind of format. You learn that early in college and you're going to be totally. comfortable. Yeah, it's, it's so it, and, and it's exactly like that for a lot of companies. And if you want to build your own company, then apply to be a president because you're going to feel exactly the same pressure and the same, and you're going to develop the same amazing skills that you would if you were president. And if you want to run your own business, I would honestly argue that it's harder to be chapter yeah. president. It's harder to be 19 years old and not have like the wealth of knowledge and experience mm-hmm. in the field that you're in to run an organization managing a like medium-sized nonprofits budget Mm -hmm. with like 200 of your best friends. Like, I think that's way harder than like the professional, like work-life balance that comes with like being a CEO or I don't even know, like, sure, maybe the stakes are higher, but you're better prepared for what you're doing. Like we're throwing these, like literally like these women aren't even like allowed to consume alcohol yet, but we're having them manage $200,000 budgets. Like literally, you know, like, I think that's just so important to remember, um, is that for the amount of experience and like life knowledge that you have at that point in your life, Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything harder than Mm -hmm. being chapter president. And then when you go on in the future to like take on some role, I think you'll be better equipped. Sure. The stakes might be higher. The numbers might be higher. The pressure might be different, but it won't, I don't know. I don't think it'll be harder than what you've already done. And I hope that gives all of the women that are listening who have 
been rock star leaders in their organizations. Maybe they're graduating this week. I hope that gives yes. them hope. You know, I agree. Absolutely. You are completely right. Absolutely. So as we like wrap up, I'm just super curious to hear like what advice or encouragement you have specifically for seniors who are really like, you mentioned that 18 is really the age adulting starts, yes. but I think it really becomes a Real. reality at <laughs> yeah. college graduation. So what advice do you have for our women who are embarking on their alumna journey, um, really taking on this whole adulting season of their life? What would you say to them? Yes, that I know this transition was hard, right? The past four years, like I mentioned, it really should start when you turn 18. So those past four years that you've been going through, or even three, you've been preparing for this. You are ready. You are. And you have to realize and be confident in you being ready. And whatever you want to do, whatever your passion is, whatever your dream is, it's probably somebody else's passion too, and somebody else's dream. So do it bigger better and just know that you are the best for it. You have to have that mindset and really manifest it for yourself because you can do it. And if you've learned anything throughout your sorority journey in the past four years, and even your adulting journey, it's the confidence. Mm. Absolutely. What I love about that Jasmine is I feel like I give very similar advice when people ask me what I would say to women considering starting their own business or uncertain about if they could make their passion, their employment, right? right? If they could make their like dream a reality in the form mm -hmm. of like consistent income. And I always tell them the same thing. I'm like, look, like if there's other people who are doing what you do or trying to solve the problem you've identified, that should yeah. just give you reassurance that you're on the right track, right? Yep. If you have no competition, then it might be a pretty isolated problem. Like if there's yeah. no one else doing what you're doing, that should be a red flag, you know? Yes. And so I think it is so important that women embrace competition, embrace that there's other people doing what they do and own that they are the only one that can provide their unique inside method, mm -hmm. formula, perspective on that problem into the world. If that is in a large company for a specific role, or if that's creating something on their own. So yeah. I agree. I love your encouragement for women to really own their confidence own their why and yes. just go for it. They're ready. Exactly. I love that. Yes. The money will come. The money will come. It yeah. comes with the dream and passion. It will, it, it really will. You just have to keep pushing. I love that. Yes. Curious, out of curiosity, what yes. is like the one or two things you hope your listeners gain from every podcast episode? That you can do it. Like some people really be in bed being like, I can't do it. There's other, there's better people out there than me. No, there isn't. There's only one you. And we were just saying that, right? The number, the, that's the first thing. Just know you got, you just have to get up and do it. The, the hardest step is getting up and doing it. So build your self-confidence up. Yeah. If it's, if it's buying a car or if yes. it's like getting out of debt or fixing your credit or Girl, I don't know, literally like finding a place to move. I don't know all the topics you cover on the yeah. podcast, but those are like a couple that come to mind, right? When we think about adulting of things I wish I would have known or someone would yes. have told me, um, you just gotta, you just gotta do it. 
Especially like Start for me somewhere. right now. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I know for me right now, it's getting a passport. Like I need to like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Like after this, I need to get, get up and go. Like, it's crazy. I just went to Walgreens to get my passport picture done. They couldn't find the camera. I was like, oh my gosh, the universe cannot be sending me these signs right now. Stop it. Stop it. You can't make that up. You're like, <laughs> I did everything I was supposed to. <laughs> I got up. I started to do it. And why is this in the way? That's another lesson. It's just, there's going to be things in the way. Boom. There. Take the detour. Go, so, go another way. You got this. And if you go need help. Go another way. Yes. If you need help, that's what the guests are there for. That's why I have guests on because there are people that know things best or, you know, if you like someone's perspective and you think that you have the same perspective, reach out to them, ask them questions. That's why they always give their social medias and their emails and their handles. It's, it's easy enough to just, again, taking that first step and saying, Hey, I'm Jasmine. I listened to you on the adult algorithm or her sorority journey. And I have a question for you. Boom. Boom. (laughs) Yeah. So good. I love that sentiment of you can get up and go, but sometimes there's like, that's not going to come without challenges just because you have it in your mind to go somewhere. doesn't mean that there aren't going to be blockades or you're not going to find yourself on hold, like with some customer service line or in the longest line of the DMV, right? Like that stuff just happens. Yeah. So what are you going to do about it? How are you going to make the most of your time while you're like waiting for that thing that you said you were going to do to happen? And how are you going to find reroute to mm. get where you reroute. need to go? Yes, mm. absolutely. So good. Jasmine, this was awesome. Um, we will link your podcast in the show notes. Is there anything else you want to tell people about yourself um, or any other, other encouragement you want to leave people with as we close? Just be you. Just be you because if nobody can accept the fact that you are you and they want to change you cut them off it's time Mm. it's time to start being your fullest self and living your life to the fullest too so learn that keep listening to our podcasts because that's exactly what you're going to learn from it Mm, so good thanks for being on jasmine this was so fun thank you cassie of course i want you to think about for a second Did your perspective or relationship with the word adulting change at all from the start of this episode to the end? My hope is that Jasmine provided a framework for you to see the adulting experience as a little bit more accessible, not something you have to wait for or doors that are closed with secrets behind them until you graduate and get a real job or until you actually show up to buy a car but instead opportunities for you to learn and grow in preparation for what is to come so that you're able to be proactive in those circumstances and not reactive. And more than anything, I hope that you see your sorority as a space to really grow in those skills. If it's empathy and career development, or if it's a little bit more specific, depending on what's on your heart of things that you want to learn about and ways you want to grow, I hope that you'll utilize your resources. If that's Jasmine's podcast, The Adult Algorithm, if that's the more career development side of what we have to offer at Her Sorority Journey, maybe career services on your college campus, or connecting with alumni in your chapter and asking them to do some presentations or provide some more career development programming to your chapter. 
maybe all it will take will be you asking for that programming for it to impact every sister in your chapter. As always, sister, we are here to walk alongside every season of your sorority journey, including your adulting one. Thanks for tuning in to the Your Sorority Journey podcast this week. If this episode left you with any guidance or confidence to navigate your sorority membership, we would love to hear from you. Share a screenshot of this episode on your Instagram story and tag Her Sorority Journey so we can know what resonated with you. Also, be sure to leave a review wherever you listen so more sister friends can find this guidance just like you. Here for you always, sister. 